Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's get ready to rumble! What is the nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way? Do you not see how haphazard this audit is? The devil is in the detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. There will be plenty of time for questions. But I want answers to the one question I cannot make sense of today, and that would be, why are we paying for education of a former MP who we got to see naked? Let me ask the guy who uncovered this story, Mr. Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Good morning. <laughs> Hi, Alex. So um, we're when talking about... It that fo- way, it <laughs> well, you know, when Willie showed us his Willie, I was, uh, it was a new day in politics. But this is a former liberal MP, Will Amos, of course, Quebecer. But he's billed taxpayers for a private five-figure training course he did a month ago. So that's a year after he leaves answers. And if people are wondering who I'm talking about, this is the guy who got censured because when um, Parliament was doing, I guess, Zoom um, Parliament sessions, he was naked in one shot. And then I think he urinated in a I don't know if it was a cup or in another. Like, this guy's a, wha- a bit wacky. But my question, why are we paying for him when he's not... A- why are we paying for his education? That's a good question. It's uh, he, he did. He was censured by the entire House of Commons for twice exposing himself. And Mr. Amos was headed for a committee review when the 2021 election was called. Uh, 2021, mm-hmm. out the year, as you did, Alex. So... He hasn't been an MP for 15 months when last month, just before Christmas, he took a training course at the University of Toronto. He bills $11,500 for it, and he slips it through accounting at the House of Commons. We contacted the House yesterday, said, "Are you? Uh, what's up with that? Oh, 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 still waiting for some explanation. You know, Alex, the problem is in the private sector, and I've been in the private sector since 1979. The main thing is people don't care about your feelings. And if you want it, you have to pay for it. If you want a certificate from the Rotman School at the University of Toronto, put that on the wall, tells customers you're smart, then pay for it. Because they just want the money. But Will, Will now Will Amos Consulting, he's, he's in the private sector for the first time in his life, and he figured out a way that he can do what no one else, all us suckers, can never figure out, how you get someone else to pay for it. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, if maybe if his training is like how to keep your clothes on while multitasking uh, while the camera's rolling, then maybe it's an investment worth it. But why is a House of Commons <laughs> now a cradle-to-the-grave benefit program for uh, MPs who are under censure and want to get some sort of job training at the University of Toronto. Why, why are you paying no. for that? It, it doesn't make any sense. And if there is a program, oh, I can't wait. This one is fishy, Alex, I have to be honest. But you know what? This is what happens when you're starting to get year eight. You know, uh, a trade minister, Mary Ng, giving small contracts to a friend. Mm-hmm. That's nobody's business. Will Amos got someone in accounting 
to rubber stamp his uh, expenses to take a training course almost a year and a half after he left public office. That's nobody's business. They start to get the vibe from cabinet. It's other people's money. Yeah, and and it begs the question, who else has been able to do it? Like, is there a loophole somehow that we don't know about that former MPs are are billing, uh, you know, the taxpayer for stuff they do after the fact? No, thanks. That's not our job. So a good little scoop for you guys. It's a, You want to laugh, but ultimately it is a real uh, screw job to the taxpayers. Uh, want to talk about your Via Rail story. Of course, you know that they've been now issued an apology for their craptacular performance over the holidays, um, you know, stranding people for, what, 18 hours without a bathroom or anything to eat on their trains. The CEO, of course, who makes 413000 a year, is refusing to explain why he thought it was okay to get these millions of dollars in COVID bonuses despite the fact that he is a, you know, we gave COVID subsidies to, to bail them out. Um, and they had to cut service and lay off 28% of the workforce. But um, he will be, Martin Landry, I guess, testifying at the Transport Committee today. So maybe we can find out the answer. Maybe. He will. In fact, let's see. This morning, they're dealing with all the airport authorities and the unhappy airline executives. And then later today, it's the Minister of Transport. But he will have his moment. Uh, CEO Landry, that's exactly the question. The operating losses at uh, Via Rail are absolutely staggering. Uh, It it comes to the equivalent in in terms of the operating bailouts that they've had and the supplementary pandemic bailout they got from Cabinet. The subsidy is now almost $600 per passenger. $600 per passenger. (laughs) That's sacred. You're not in business anymore. Wouldn't it, I mean, wouldn't it be cheaper to just mail people the check and they can figure out a way to get a hitchhike or, I don't know, take a car? It's, 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 and this is only in this small, very small, 300-square-kilometer area where VIA has a functioning service, right? That's along the Great Lakes. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely staggering. But they gave themselves over $6 million in bonuses. Plus management raises. This is for non-union managers because they had a great year. They said so, and and there there better be questions on that. But uh, Alex, some people know what time it is, and some people don't, and that's via rail. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, uh, I'll be very interested to see what Omar Algabra says. You know, he always says. It's unacceptable, but uh, maybe you can get a question. Maybe maybe we can get answers then, but yeah, we'll be watching to see what he says on this. Um, this story I want to talk about, because it's a really important story, but it's one of those stories, Tom, that will not get a lot of attention because it's in the weeds. And we're talking about um, this McKinsey you know, uh, deal where, where this, I don't know, consulting company gets $70 million in contracts from the Liberal government since the Liberal government came into play in 2015. And so they've racked up all these contracts. And when you look at the kind of work they've done, um, it seems that Dominic Barton has a very, very direct line to the Prime Minister's office and and a lot of influence on our policy. But there's a lot of questions to be asked, which is why the uh, Commons Government Operations Committee is going to be investigating this. So all the opposition outside of the Liberal, including NDP, are demanding answers to find out what what Dominic Barton, how much influence is he, how much of his stuff is getting into our policy? There's no question about it. He was on a uh, finance minister's economic advisory panel, of course, he was famously ambassador to uh, China briefly mm-hmm. and a former managing partner of this global consulting firm. 
But the Government Operations Committee has been on this. Uh, you know, the, the McKinsey contracts have been around for a while. Uh, don't even bother looking at the Deloitte contracts. They're like two, three times what McKinsey gets. Some yeah. people have the secret phone number, Alex. The, the Government Operations Committee has been digging in. Yeah, SNC, who else? <laughs> Dominic, who else? They've been on this for some time. Billions of dollars are paid to consultants, and no one can figure out why. How are they selected? What is the value for the taxpayer? And what is the return? What are they consulting on anyway? What's the takeaway? So McKinsey mm-hmm. is now the poster boy for exceptional <laughs> treatment by cabinet, and it should be because there's no doubt they had connections. There was, there was a lot of people who belonged to the same country club. The overall question on why are we paying billions of dollars to consultants when we have the largest federal public service in Canadian history remains mm-hmm. unanswered. Yeah, and it's important because, to your point, we do pay a public sector to do this work, and 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 it's not the first government to do it, but this government has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on these consultants who clearly have their own agenda, and it's getting into our policy. And I should point out to our listeners, Terry Glavin has a terrific piece um, in the National Post at laying out who Dominic Barton is, who he's been connected with, his connections to the Chinese government. His connections to the France government, French government, uh, which is in all sorts of uh, trouble. So there's a very colorful story behind this, and it's worth reading if you want to learn uh, about why this is so important to cover. But I uh, appreciate you um, kind of laying out the, the, the structure of it. Um, just quickly, the CRA, imagine that, rating poorly on combating tax avoidance by wealthy individuals. So they did their own in-house research. I love this in-house research. But, um, yeah, look, they're, they're more likely to hector the small businesses over filings than go after the big guys who are always told, you know, it's their responsibility to, to share their wealth. But I hear this from everyone, Tom. You own a small business. You are being absolutely harassed by the CRA, nickel and dimed. But, you know, the real offenders, eh, don't bother with them. And they admit why. They uh, get those sort of negative ratings that they deserve. Uh, that's the definition of Catholic hell. You get exactly what you deserve, right? And, and, and the Canada Revenue Agency is told by tax filers, business operators, bookkeepers, accountants, over and over and over, look at you guys go for the low-hanging fruit. Uh, you love to audit moving expenses and $25 gas receipts you know, $50 charitable contributions. When have you ever gone after somebody in the Cayman Islands? Oh, that's so complicated. Well, we know why. They've actually done, they call it audit yields. How much do you get for what you spend on an audit? And you know the best return for the Canada Revenue Agency is GST. Mm. Nothing beats GST audits. So that's why they focus on GST. That's why they don't go after companies that have... uh, Shell listings in Ireland, Mm -hmm. very low corporate tax rates. And we've had the same cabinet minister in revenue, Diane Laboutelier, for eight years. And you might as well have an empty chair. It's just not going to happen, Alex. Maybe Will could get naked again and go take over that file. Oh, you know, it all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just thought I'd leave you with that visual. Tom, I'm out of time. I wish I had more. Um, always love talking to you. Thanks so much. Good luck at the uh, committee, too. Thank you very much. That is Tom Gorski with Black Locks Reporter. They do get the goods, subscription-based, but willing to throw them the money. Always worth supporting.